You're listening to the Straight Up Saints Podcast. What is up, Houdat Nation? Welcome back inside another edition of the Straight Up Saints Podcast presented by Boot Crew Media and Makers Mark and the New Orleans Saints have their quarterback for at least the next two seasons. They have re-signed Jameis Winston, a two-year, $28 million deal per NFL Network's Tom Pelissero, with $21 million of that money being fully guaranteed. And this is kind of what we all expected, so it's not a huge surprise, but other, you know, it's still huge news, obviously, for this season, what it means for the year after that, and kind of where I'm at with the Saints quarterback situation, because I think it's still something that's a, a fascinating scenario and, and what's to come for a front office that went really aggressive last week, ended up whiffing, and now they go back to Jameis Winston. Now, before I jump into the you know the contract and what I think it may mean and how I'm viewing it, there are some things we need to just get off, you know, get out and get off my chest from the jump. And that first thing is for anyone wondering where I'm at with this signing, I think it makes a lot of sense. I think that when you miss out, and again, I'm, I'm someone who wasn't for the Deshaun Watson pursuit, but the Saints did what they did. They went after him, and you can't take any of that back. They went after Watson. They thought they'd have a good shot. They were considered the favorite. He chooses the Cleveland Browns. Once you miss out, nothing makes more sense than bringing back Jameis Winston. I thought bringing back Jameis Winston the whole offseason made sense. And, you know, before the Deshaun Watson stuff came out, everyone asked me, where are you at with the quarterback situation? What are you thinking? What what would you do? And again, look, I, I, I trust the Saints more than I would trust myself, obviously. That said, I was always under the belief the Saints would re-sign Winston to a two-year, three-year, something not too long, and maybe three years is a little too long, so two-year right now with this deal makes a lot of sense. And I thought the Saints would draft the quarterback. That's how I thought you know they would go down about the situation a couple months ago. I still kind of feel that way today. I'll talk about that in a little bit. But when you look at the options, re-sign Jameis, trade for Baker Mayfield, trade for Jimmy G, there might be some other people who prefer the other options that I just gave with trading for Baker or, or trading for Jimmy G. I always thought this one made the most sense. In terms of age, I mean, it's all kind of the same wheelhouse, right? I know Baker Mayfield is technically like a year younger, I believe, than Jameis Winston, or a year and a half younger. And then you have Jimmy Garoppolo, who is actually uh, older than Jameis Winston. So, you know, age aside, put that put that there. That's not something I really weighed in. It's it's how do these quarterbacks play, right? And, and if I take Baker Mayfield's best year, and I take Jimmy Garoppolo's best year, and I kind of take what Jameis was on track to do this past season – it's all kind of the same quarterback. It's more of a ball control game managing style with maybe about 27 touchdowns and maybe, you know, 10 to 12 picks, nothing too crazy. And for James's case, the way he was going, maybe it would have been less. I think when you, when you have that scenario and you weigh them all out, what would you rather do? Resign a player who, you know, knows the system and seems to be embracing the culture pretty well or trade for a guy and use a draft pick, probably a day two pick, which are premium picks for the New Orleans Saints and then get a quarterback who is, A, not much better, if at all better, than, you know, Jameis Winston, and then, B, also have to figure out if they, A, know the system, and, B, get acclimated in this New Orleans culture. So I think this deal makes a ton of sense. I think that he gives them a stabil uh, you know stability at the quarterback position for the 2022 season. I think he gives them, at worst case, a game manager, and for people who are ready to just, you know, you know shank me for saying that, if you just go watch the way the Saints played last year, he was playing like a game manager, and there's nothing wrong with that. The Saints had a really good defense, and if the Saints had Jameis Winston in a game manager role for the entire 2021 season, they would have made the playoffs. So 
for anyone who thinks that's a knock, it's just me speaking as a realist, but I still think that this is their best option for this upcoming season. So I really can't complain about this at all. Having Michael Thomas back should definitely help him on third downs, on those crucial situations that got to have it plays when you have a top tier wide receiver who you know is such a security blanket for any quarterback. I'd imagine that the emergence, or should I say the, the return of Michael Thomas should help out the New Orleans Saints, but it also should help out uh, Jameis Winston tremendously. And another year of reps. I think with, with him in this system, again, not having to worry about them, turning it over to uh, a different system. You're still running it with Pete Carmichael. I feel pretty good that at the worst, we'll probably get the same Jameis we got last year. And maybe you get even better. And if you get even better, that helps your chances of making playoffs in a very, very questionable on the scene, a very weak NFC South. So at the end of the day, all those words that I just said, they're true. And I mean, everyone, I think this is a good signing. This is great value at $14 million per year in today's quarterback market, where guys are just signing for 35, 40, some 45. And then in Aaron Rodgers case, $50 million. So can't complain about the deal one bit. Think that it makes a lot of sense from a football standpoint, from a competitive standpoint. If you're going the continuity route, bringing him back, not surprised at all. But I do think, though, when we look at this Jameis deal and we kind of project, right? Because I think a lot of us, what we all do all the time is we're always looking forward. We're not looking back. We're not always caught in the present. And so maybe we should be stuck in the present, but we can't help but look forward. I think that the one thing this deal does is I think it keeps the door open for the Saints to continue being aggressive at quarterback. And I know that the you know Twitter and the Saints Twitter specifically loves Jameis Winston. And I don't blame them. I think Jameis Winston has a very infectious personality. And whether he's dancing or just kind of the, the speeches that he has, you like you can't listen to him and not like what he has to say, right? He there's just something about him. It's a weird charm. And I get that. And I, I am I am someone who will tell you right now, I hope Jameis Winston has a damn good season. And even if he has last last year's numbers duplicated, uh, because it's the same system and maybe he could double it because he has a full season, doesn't get a cut short by an ACL. I think that'd be fine. So I I'm with that, but I do think that there are specifically with Twitter, there are a lot of narratives going around and a lot of, you know, fans who basically just put out fan fiction about what the saints quarterback situation is right now. And it's not nearly as promising as they think it may be. And I'm not the only person who feels this way, but I guess I'm going to be the sucker who ends up taking the bullet as the as one of the podcasters to say it, I think that we have to realize that this deal tells us two things. It tells us the Saints do like Jameis Winston, but more importantly, it tells us that they're not in love with him. And that's okay. That is totally okay. And for people who are going to sit here and, and maybe get mad about that and say that I'm being a hater or that uh, you know I'm not being fair about it, I think what's being fair is just looking at the full picture, seeing what we got in front of us, and then kind of making a judgment call as to what we think the Saints think of Jameis Winston. And Jameis Winston's been in this league since 2015. He is not a, a rook anymore. He is not a guy who's still getting acclimated to the pro level. He's not a guy who rough starred and, and maybe he'll turn around. I, I think Jameis Winston, for the majority of his NFL career, has been a solid quarterback. And I do think that the interception uh, season kind of skewed things and it made people wonder, is he not a starter? And I always think that even, you know, if this next season doesn't go well, I still think Jameis Winston's one of 32 starters. I don't think there's really anything he can do next season that would change my opinion on that. I think that when we get the the whole picture of Jameis Winston, and, and that includes the 30 interceptions, and that includes only the three from this last season, 
at his core, he's always kind of been like a 22 touchdown, 15 interception quarterback or a 28 touchdown, 18 interception quarterback. That's kind of like who he's been. And there's nothing wrong with that because that is still a starter. Those are still starter numbers because there's 32 of them and only so many of them can be stars and maybe eight of them can be stars. And you need to kind of fill out the other 32. And I think that the interception season skewed everyone's opinion because you had, A, people thinking that he is the worst quarterback in the league and that he's so turnover prone. And that is a little bit unfair, especially the, the, the worst quarterback thing. That's just false. And then the turnover prone part is a little unfair. And then you had this past season where people will see 14 touchdown, three picks, and they'll think that he was on track to be an MVP or that he completely reinvented his game. And I think what Jameis did was took everything that was that was careful and in doing so you kind of lost those splash plays and i and i've always said this and if people don't believe me go back and find any other podcast that i've talked about james winston there's a balance to be had here you can't live with 33 touchdowns 30 picks you probably can't win a super bowl with the 14 touchdown three picks just game managing the whole time i think james at his best is kind of what we've seen in 2016, 2017. I think that's where you get the best Jameis Winston. You're still getting the yards, the 4,000-plus yards, but you're getting more touchdowns. And sure, you are eating more interceptions, and and that might frustrate people. But I think that's where you get the best version of Jameis Winston. So I think for people who think that you know the Saints now have a guy who is going to go on some run and win MVP next season, I just think that's total fan fiction. I don't see how that happens. I think what the Saints are doing here is giving him bridge quarterback money. And maybe you don't want to hear that. Maybe you don't like that. And you and you think that the Saints disrespected Jameis with this deal or whatnot. And I've seen some people tweet that at me. And frankly, I don't agree with that. Um, I think what the Saints did was they paid him for the next two years. He gives them at minimum a starter for the next two seasons if they can't find a better option. And they also guaranteed 21 of that 28 million. So God forbid Jameis gets hurt again. Jameis is still going to get a decent payday there from the guaranteed portion, which I think is very fair. He earned that that money. So I, I can't argue against that. I, I can't argue against the deal at all. I think the deal is a smart deal for both sides. And from Jameis's perspective, if he plays better and he turns into a Pro Bowl-level quarterback on a consistent rate or even better than that, or let's say he has 30 touchdowns and 14 picks next season, and, and by the way, I think that'd be a really good year for him, that could boost his value. And he could either re-up with the Saints or ask for a new deal or another team could eventually pay him or he could ask out. Like There, there are options that will have on the table. And for the Saints, this gives them the option to stay aggressive. So the bottom line is, can the Saints win games with Jameis Winston? My answer would be yes. I've seen teams win with far less. And, and we've seen that. And we'll continue to see it. Can they win because of Jameis Winston? The answer right now is, is either TBD or no. And I think for people who think that's unfair, I just think that you shouldn't be telling or directing your your anger at my opinion at me. You should be directing it towards the Saints. Because I think what the Saints did with this contract is tell us how they feel. Jameis, for the next two years, as a bridge option for a fair salary, maybe even better value. I actually think they, I thought they'd pay a little bit more. I kind of thought that the deal would be two-year 40 maybe two-year 42, like two-year two 28. That, that's a very, very good deal for the Saints to get. So I think with that, th- it's twofold, right? They tell you how they feel, but they also tell you that maybe the market wasn't as strong as we thought it would be. I thought the market for Jameis Winston would be much stronger, I, and, and I was wrong. I thought that a lot more teams would be in play, and a lot of other teams went in different directions. And when people say, well... They went in different directions because there were cheaper options or it was, you know, they'd rather trade. Maybe, maybe. But 
the cheap option is is just false now because James Winston just signed for $14 million per year. And you can't tell me that that's not a cheap deal. That's a very cheap deal. So, you know, when the Steelers go with Mitch Trubisky, my question is why? Or, you know, when Washington values Carson Wentz, my, my question is why? Because I don't know if, you know, I know Mitch Trubisky's not an upgrade over Jameis. And I, I think Jameis and Carson Wentz are kind of similar quarterbacks. I would say Carson Wentz's peak is better than Jameis Winston. If you disagree, just go back to the season that they ended up making a Super Bowl. He was he was the MVP of the league before he tore his ACL. But they're they're pretty much the same quarterback, right? Explosive arm, can be a playmaker, but the playmaking skills could also be their biggest weakness, right? So I think for Jameis, I don't think the market was as strong as people thought it would be. And and that those people that I'm lumped in there, I thought the market would be stronger. So when the market isn't as strong as maybe he initially thought, you look around the room and it's like, okay, do I take less or the same, whatever, to a team where I don't know the situation, or I take the 14 and go back to New Orleans. And and when Jameis kind of waits out the Deshaun situation, I think the writing was on the wall that he would be back when they missed out on Watson. So not surprised there. The only other team that seemed like a threat would be the Colts. They traded for Matt Ryan. And frankly, I can't blame them. You know, a lot of people are going to see Matt Ryan's 2021 numbers and question if he's on the decline. And he's on the decline from his MVP season. But is he on the decline where he's not a good quarterback anymore? My answer would be a resounding no. I, I think what Atlanta has right now is one of the worst situations in football. No O-line. No uh, consistent running game. No wide receiver talent. Calvin Ridley suspended. Russell Gage goes away. Obviously, Julio Jones left two years ago when they cut him. So, you know, the Colts end up going with Matt Ryan. I can't fault them. Matt Ryan today is a better quarterback than Jameis Winston. So that's what they went for. So, you know... People might get mad at me having this take, but when I look at the quarterback salaries around the league, this is bridge money, man. This is this is the type of money that guys like Bridgewater would make last year, you know. And and I think when I see that, I, that that's just how I feel. I, I think it 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 makes me sit back and say, from this point forward, I'm gonna have to table my my push for the Saints to draft a wide receiver in the first round. Doesn't mean I don't want one. So if someone hears that one second and says, Chris, you're 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 out of your mind. I want the Saints to take a wide receiver in the first round. And I don't care which one. You guys know I love Jamison Williams. You guys know I love Chris Olave. Traylon Burks is a fascinating player, right? If you have the right vision for him, he might end up being the best one. Gary Wilson, good player. Jahan Dotson out of Penn State. I don't think he gets talked about enough. Very good player there. There are options for the New Orleans Saints. Absolute options for them to go with. But with this deal... You only have a quarterback for $14 million per year for the next two seasons. That's not exactly a long-term commitment. Teron Armstead could be signing with the Dolphins as I'm recording. It could be signing, you know, after you listen to this, by the time this is done. Who knows? You could need a left tackle. Trevor Penning from Northern Iowa, that might be a guy that the Saints might like at 18. What I'm saying by this is at the end of the day, the Saints have too many holes for me to just commit to one position, although I really, really want them to get a wide receiver. I can't say that. Now they better draft one on day two if they don't go day one. Can't stress that enough because then you just do the same stupid thing you did last year. And guess what? If you do the same stupid thing you did last year and then you get into the regular season and you're like, your guys aren't getting open. What are we doing? Like you get what you deserve, right? Cause you didn't, uh, you know, address a position to need. And I always look at the really good teams, right? They're always adding wide receivers, man. The chiefs the other day signed Juju Smith Schuster, the Rams the other day sign Allen Robinson. And you might think, man, they don't need those weapons. No, they know like today wide receivers are more valuable than they'll ever be. So keep adding at the position. So I pray to God the Saints at some point in the first three rounds of this draft get one. But now after seeing this Jameis deal, I just, 
I, I really don't know. Like now I'm starting to wonder, like, is a guy like Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis on the Saints radar to trade up? And I think Malik would make a lot more sense than Pickett at this point because I think that when you look at Pickett, he's ready to start right now, in my opinion. And maybe his ceiling's not that high, and maybe he's more on the Derek Carr, though I think Derek Carr's a very good quarterback. You know, re-signing Jameis. I, like, I think Jameis will start next season, so I don't know if drafting Kenny Pickett would make all that much sense. Now, you know, drafting, hypothetically, trading up, drafting Malik Willis, and he gets to sit while Jameis starts for a year, I think that's a pretty good situation. And I will go as far to say on day two, if the Saints like a guy like Desmond Ritter out of Cincinnati, who some people might not love, but I think there are intangibles there that make him an intriguing quarterback, I don't think that's a bad option. And I'll throw that out there. And if people want to, you know, tweet at me about this, whether they like it or don't like it, or, or hit hit me up in the YouTube comments, or even DM me, whatever, I would not be surprised if the Saints kind of looked at day one as okay, wide receiver, offensive tackle, whichever is the BPA at that time. Day two, get us Desmond Ritter, and also a wide receiver. Like I, I'm just saying, like I think that is that is a possibility. And remember what the Saints did last year? They went Peyton Turner, Pete Warner, Paulson Debo. Those were their first three picks. They went all defense. I kind of think they're going to go all offense with their next three picks. And I think that for that situation, you can get Jameis, a a wide receiver for next year, in day one, uh, possibility, or a left tackle. And you can get that other weapon on day two, or offensive tackle on day two if you were to go wide receiver day one, while also getting a quarterback who you can develop under for a year or two while Jameis starts. I think that is possibility. And I think I actually think Ritter makes a lot of sense because... No one is going to tell you that Desmond Ritter is ready to start today. I, you're not going to find it. But there's two things that people love about Desmond Ritter. A, his leadership. What he was able to do at Cincinnati for the last three years, nothing short of remarkable. And to take Cincinnati, that was usually known as a basketball school and make them an even better known football school and get to the point where they're a college football playoff team, that is impressive. And he checks off a lot of boxes at the Saints. Old regime, and by old regime, I mean Sean Payton-like, but guess what? The new regime still has some guys who were with Sean Payton. So maybe the offensive coaches, like a Pete Car- uh, Carmichael, might think the same way. And the boxes that Desmond Ritter checks off, wins at the college level, has that. Three years minimum as a starter, has that. You know, I think there was something about appearing in a bowl game. He checks that off. Completing over 60% of his passes, he checks that off. He does have the mobility, so he gives you that dual threat, uh, at, uh, you know, I would say dual threat uh, capabilities, which is something that a lot of coaches are going to want in today's NFL, which... Makes a lot of damn sense. I mean, if you watch the way this game is going, it's trending more and more year by year towards these type of quarterbacks. And I think for Desmond, the frame is there, man. 6'4", 215. He has that. And I think the progression, right? 66, you know, he in 2019, he completed 55% of his passes. He takes that up to 66% following year at 65. So there wasn't really much of a drop off. He has improved. And he's someone who I thought kind of caught my eye at the senior bowl. I thought he played a little bit better than I thought he would. And, I'm not saying the Saints are going to take Desmond Ritter, man, but I, I think when the Saints make a move like this with Jameis, yes, I do think Jameis is the starting quarterback for the New Orleans Saints in 2022. I do not think that this deal guarantees anything past this year, though. Like, I think it really keeps the door wide open for them to maybe trade for a quarterback if a star one becomes available or move up in the draft or take one on day two that you really, really like, but you're like, you know what? He just needs a year to develop. And Jameis can certainly start while this guy gets a year to develop. And guess what? If Jameis plays well and the Saints are developing the quarterback and they decide to go with the young cat, Jameis, if he plays well, will have a shot to go play somewhere else. And, and it works out for all parties involved. So 
you guys might not like that scenario, but I think it is a very realistic scenario. And I, I, I'm not going to put, I'm not going to, you know, dismiss anything at this point. I think the Saints can absolutely stay aggressive at quarterback. And I, I will go as far to say I expect them to stay aggressive because I find it hard to believe that a team that just made a super, super strong push for a quarterback with 22 sexual harassment and, and, and uh, assault allegations would just be content with their quarterback situation. Now, that doesn't make sense for me. Now, I know the football side, right? Deshaun is obviously so much better of a player than Jameis Winston. But when you get that aggressive and you hear rumors of Kyler Murray not being happy in Arizona or Lamar not having another contract done or even a guy like Malik Willis, let's say you start slipping in the draft. Maybe you really like him, but you didn't like him at 8 or 10, but all of a sudden it's pick 12, it's pick 13, and he's there. That stuff all matters. And I think when the Saints get really aggressive to start this offseason, I, I think they're, they're almost, in a way, kind of showing their hand. And their hand is, we need a fucking quarterback for more than just next season. And I, and I think that stays true today, even after this Jameis Winston deal. But overall, I'm still relieved. It gives them, at the very minimum, a quarterback that can hold down the fort next season, and maybe more than that. And a quarterback who, at the very least last year, proves he can be, worst scenario, worst case scenario, a game manager in Pete Carmichael's offense. And if he does anything better than that, the Saints will exceed expectations for next season. Like, that's just how I feel about that. So I'm totally cool with the move, but I do think we need to be realistic about the move and understand that the the door is wide open, man, wide open. And I, I think that when the Saints do a deal like this, they like him. They're not ready to put the ring on the finger, though, and commit long-term. And I think that it, that is so important today, now more than ever, to just realize that so we understand what the Saints quarterback situation is going into the NFL draft. So if something gets done or some crazy deal happens or the Saints end up taking a quarterback on day two like a Sam Howell or a Desmond Ritter, people can't complain and be like, I didn't see this coming because the Saints just showed you their hand. And they're not bluffing. They're not bluffing. Because, man, if they were bluffing, how stupid would they have looked if, let's say, Jameis was absolutely their guy for the considerable future and some team like the Colts or the Seahawks signed him? Because then you look like a big, stupid idiot. So... I think that the Saints really like Jameis Winston for the next year, maybe two years, while looking around. And that's totally okay, man. That's totally okay. The, the 49ers made a Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo, and guess what, man? They could not wait to get their hands on Trey Lance, and I don't blame them. So if you're the New Orleans Saints, you got Jameis for now, and you're going to look around. And that's totally okay. Because I, I could buy a new phone today, and I could look around when something new comes out and see if maybe I want to upgrade. Because that's just life, man. That's just how it goes. But I, I do think that Saints fans should absolutely be happy about this deal. It gives you some stability. And now they got to get to work. Because Jameis Winston is going to be your quarterback next season. And he's going to need wide receiver help. He's going to need possibly his left tackle back or a new offensive tackle if they lose Teron Armstead in the next couple of hours or days. And they need another running back. And they need another tight end. So you got cap space. Go out and use it. Because Jameis Winston and the Saints quarterback room in general is going to need some weapons because if not, you're doing a big disservice to them. So that's going to do it, guys, for this edition of the Straight Up Saints podcast. As always, if you have any comments, leave them on YouTube. I'll try to get to them over the next couple hours. If you want to tweet at me, that's totally cool, or hit me up on Twitter. I'll get back to you guys there. Um, but I'm interested to know what you guys think about this deal. Do you see it the way I see it, where it's a bridge situation, a pretty good bridge situation, where I think James is a pretty good bridge, and the Saints are going to be looking around? Or do you still believe that the options out there for him to blossom into a star quarterback, albeit he's been in the league since 2015. I'm curious about that. 
I think that this is a, a, a win-win scenario for the Saints. I think it's a good situation for Jameis Winston, man. 21 million guarantees, a nice situation coming off a torn ACL. That's how I feel about it. But I'm curious what you guys think. Let me know as always. Enjoy the rest of your week. Hopefully, the Saints can rework a deal with Armstead and or get wide receivers in the building. And whenever that happens, I'll put out some short videos on those like we've been doing for Marcus May and Tavia Street. So the Watson stuff is over. Winston's been signed. Let's see what dominoes fall in the coming days. That's going to do it for this one. Make sure you keep it plugged in here on the Straight Up Saints podcast, guys. The destination for the Houdat Nation. Take care. Have a good week. And I'm pretty sure I'll be back because I think the Saints are about to make a couple more. You're listening to the Straight Up Saints podcast.